What's good, everybody? Welcome to another exciting episode of the Wrestling With My Thoughts podcast. As I'm waiting here to be joined by my co-hosts, Brandon and Kurt, I want to thank you guys for taking your time to join us today. Taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to our show, we definitely appreciate that. We appreciate the support and the love. Uh, we got quite a bit to talk about today. We're going to be going through uh, the review of Forbidden Door. We're going to be talking about our predictions for Money in the Bank and a little bit of stuff in between. Uh, Brandon, what's going on, man? How you doing? Hey, good morning. How you doing, Ron? I'm good. Good, good man. I cannot complain. I cannot complain. Oh, man. Waiting on Kurt to join us here. How's your week been? Um, week was, my week been pretty good. I can't, can't complain. It's been pretty good. Been pretty, um, um, relaxing, productive, got a lot done and, you know, I just been chilling. Okay, cool, cool. And this and week. Lucky you, and, 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 <clears throat> hold on, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, but. Oh, uh, I, like I was just going to say my, my week has been, <laughs> has been busy. Um, work has been crazy busy, I guess. Leading up to this holiday uh, on Tuesday, everybody's trying yeah. to get everything out because they're going to be closed for a day during the week. But uh, I made it through. <laughs> hey, you'll be you'll be glad. I go back to work next week. <laughs> <laughs> I can finally. Well, it's a, it's a little, but it's but no, nah, it's I'm just doing a little, just doing a little something on the side, you okay. know, make a little, you know, su- supplement my income because. Uh, even though I, I, I wish I was, I wish I was making the kind of money that I'm making now back five years ago, man, I, I felt like I, I, I would have felt like I was rich, bro. But, let me, let know. me tell you, I, I spoke to somebody. It's been within the last couple of days. I don't remember the exact date, but we were talking about how just, you know, a year, year and a half, two years ago, um, how we were doing better than we are now simply because inflation yeah. And man, and they, <clears throat> as I told you in our pregame, they went up on, uh, on the rent here at my complex once again. And I, I just think from one lease to the next, I think it's just a uh, stupid jump in price. Yeah. But right now, <clears throat> excuse me, right now I'm not in a position to, to get out and do anything else. So for the time being, I'm stuck here, for lack of a better way to say it. Man, there's uh, going to be a lot of us, because even where I'm at now, I'm like, I'm going to be here for a while, and that's okay. You know, because a lot of us are indeed stuck. We ain't got no choice. <laughs> yeah. Just how, just, it's just, <clears throat> it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Good morning. Ridiculous. Good morning. Good morning, Kurt. Yeah, we were just sitting here talking about the joys of uh, making the same amount of money. But a year ago, it went a lot further than it's going right now. Right now. Yeah. yeah. So it's uh, it's frustrating. How's your week been, Kurt? Been good. Good, good. Really good. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, before we get started uh, on today's show, I do want to say uh, thank you once again to Adam for joining us last week on the show. All three of us yes, enjoyed sir. having you here. Um, I would like to, uh, to plug the... The event that Southern Fried Championship Wrestling is having tonight, if you're in the Georgia area, check out Southern Fried Championship Wrestling, the Great Southern Bash. Bell time is 7 p.m. 
at the uh, Monroe Boys and Girls Club at 405 Community Court there in Monroe, Georgia. Uh, tickets are 20 and $15. I believe the $20 are the front row seats and $15 for general admission. Uh, there's going to be somebody there that we've seen on live national TV, Griff Garrison, with his tag team partner, uh, Marcus Cross, the team as uh, Master and Machine, will be in action tonight there. So if you get a chance, go out and check it out. And uh, Adam, I just want to say thank you once again for joining us last week. So, gentlemen, uh, this week's show, uh, kicking it off, I want to I, I want to start off by talking about the 25th anniversary of one of the greatest nights in wrestling. And simultaneously, one of the worst nights in wrestling. The Hell in a Cell match between Undertaker and Mankind turned 25 this week on the 28th. Can you believe it has been 25 years since that match happened? No. No. Damn. So basically, the Hell in a Cell match is now a grown man. (laughs) Right. Right. It's legal now. He can buy beer. Like, yeah, like, more than legal, like, you in it now, like, there's no turning back. Yeah, I I mean, I can watch that match still today and still cringe just as much as I did watching it live back in 1998. Man, I've watched that match probably, I know, at least 100 times over the course of, ever since I got access to YouTube way back in, what, 2008 that was? And I saw it for the first time because I didn't watch it live on pay-per-view. But, um, <clears throat> and how I don't know, because I know I probably spent that summer with my grandmother. And I know that we had, you know, pay-per-view and everything, but I just didn't watch it. And I got, ended up getting access to YouTube sometime within that 10-year frame whenever it um, came out. And typed in Hell in the Cell. That came up. And I've probably, since I was 17 or 18 years old, I probably watched that match at least at least a hundred times and it gets no more or less spectacular than what it was the first time I saw it. Yeah. Like it still holds up today. Yeah. That's- and like you, I still cringe <clears throat> at some of the spots. Like when he, I don't even, I don't cringe as much as that when he got thrown off the cell, but I do cringe when he went through the cell and I, and you know, you learn about what exactly happened Yeah, and everything. And just basically how close Mick was to actually dying. Because you know, he really legitimately, yeah, legitimately, he could have gotten killed that night. So, you know, anybody that say you know wrestling is a hundred percent fake, I'm like, go watch that match and tell me if he landed <laughs> on a crash board or not. Because he, because back then it was the wild, wild west, man. They didn't have as many safety measures as they did now. Those guys were the the American gladiators for real. Yeah, and if he would have, if he wouldn't have, I think. The chair broke his fall or something when he went through the cage. I don't. I don't know that the chair broke his fall so much as that's where his head landed on the chair. Where his head, but some kind of way the chair in some kind of way I, I can't remember, but in some kind of way the chair actually played a part in Mick actually surviving. Yeah, he did say that. He said the chair did okay. break his fall from getting hurt. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, because that should have. That probably would have knocked him out, paralyzed him, or that could have killed him from head trauma. Now, if you if you remember when he was thrown from the top of the cage, if he if he is like an inch or two more to the I think right, he hits the he hits the he hits the, the guardrail. Yeah, he hits the the barricade. Um, so he was lucky on a, on 
more than one or two occasions that night. Absolutely. <clears throat> and and, and it, it, but well, go, well, <laughs> the kicker is after the match is over, you have the main event with Stone Cold and Kane, first blood match. And at the end of the match, look who's coming. Who, look who comes yeah, running down that damn aisle looking like a dog, <laughs> looking like a dog who just got a fresh pail of water and some food on a hot summer day. Tongue all out and everything. And we, <laughs> and JR, and I remember the call. JR was like, what the hell is he doing out here? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. But the reason, one of the reasons I say is, is one of the, the best nights in wrestling because that was just something that you're not going to see every time you watch a, a wrestling show. But the reason I say it's one of the worst things that happened, of course, you know, what happened to Mick Foley, that, that was, you know, we just talked about it. He could have literally died that night. Um, but since then, I think a lot of, not every wrestler, but a lot of wrestlers have tried to one up that moment. Yeah. And it, it's just like you, that's lightning in a bottle. Like you, you can't, you can't one, you can't recreate it, but we can tell we as fans can tell when that shit is contrived and, and, and planned. And it just comes off as corny and fake. You before the end, you did not see wrestlers jumping off of these highest uh, structures. Yeah. Except maybe if you saw like a scaffold match or something, except, yeah. except when, when uh, New Jack gets pissed off at you, then he'll try to kill you off as a scaffold. Yeah, but I think, but but I think, but I, right? But I think that was like after. I don't oh think yeah, New yeah, Jack, that was that I don't was think after. New Jack started jumping off of stuff until after that match. To be honest with you, it might have been around the same time. Yeah, so, but you just didn't see shit like that until <laughs> after that match. Everybody was trying to one up that, and, this, and, and for a minute, man, it just seemed like shout out to the Hardy Boys. It just seemed like folks was jumping off stuff higher and higher and higher and higher and higher. And I'm like, somebody's going to, somebody's going to go jump off. Uh, somebody's going to go to New York city and jump off one of them damn skyscrapers up there and, and try to land on and kill themselves because that's what, you know, it was just getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. Yeah. And a lot of that shit didn't even make any sense. So, but you know, I, I, I could, I could get on my soapbox about that all day. But yeah, that <laughs> I, I do agree. Like it, I don't, was it great for the rest of the business? Yes and no, because, you know, man, it, it was good because that's a memory that everybody that was around, even today, you know, that's something that we will always remember. And it put Mick Foley, Mick Foley was already on the map, but that match made him a legend. But also now the chances that a lot of these wrestlers are taking is really was taken directly from that match. Yeah. You know, because it just had such an impression on people and it's like, shit. Yeah, because they do that and survive. I can too. They they look at they look at the fact that the pop it got the way it's remembered, and you're like, I w- I want to emulate that. I want to be yep. remembered like that. But I think if you went and asked Mick Foley, Mick Foley don't want to be remembered like that. Hell no! Because you know, for a long time he didn't want to talk about it. Yeah, you do you when remember he when he? Himself. Go ahead. Do you remember when he first saw that cage again? When he walked into the warehouse and saw the cage, and he teared up. He he started crying. Yeah. Yep. And he's and, like he, he kind of like he hugged his daughter, and it's like he just touched that cage. And you know what? I could I could feel that because there have been it's been moments in my life where I would see something from the past that defined my childhood or whatever, and you know the emotions you know would come out in one way or another. And um, <clears throat> and he knows like if it wasn't for that match, would we be revered? 
if it was not for that match, would we revere Mick Foley the way that we do now? You know what I, I'm saying? I think and so. That, that, that match, that match was not only was it a big part of his career, but it was a big part of his life as well. So I could get the emotion behind it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think those of us who who followed uh, Foley from the Cactus Jack days uh, up until that point, I think we already knew and would have incurred. Feel free to chime in here, but um, I think we already knew. Uh, maybe I'm uh, uh, this 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 term is used too frequently today, but we already knew the greatness of Mick Foley um, that he was willing to take risk to get a match over and to put his opponent over. Um, So I think those of us who grew up watching him, we would have appreciated, but say uh, Brandon, somebody from your generation may not have appreciated him as much. No, because I think, no, Mick, I think that Mick Foley was on like the tail end of his career. And like I said, when we talked last week about Sting versus Cactus Jack, you know, I didn't know Cactus Jack and, and Mankind were the same wrestler until my brother told me. <laughs> I had no idea. And then, you know, I was able to go back and watch all that shit, and I was like, oh. You know, and, and I, I don't think I don't think my generation would have, you know, we we love him as a character, but I don't, I don't think that he would have had that oomph if it wasn't for that match, because you can't talk about Mick Foley and not talk about that match. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I think I think a lot of it is, is I think a lot of his WCW work has been discredited. Because him and Van Vader have some great matches. Great. Oh, absolutely. 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 And I yeah. think a lot of people just because of it was WCW and it was on a downslide, they don't realize how many great matches him and um, Van Vader had because they were great. They were great. And they were hard. They were great still, at all. But they, still, those matches with Van Vader were great. Yeah. Stiff. Hard hitting. Oh God, yes. The man Still. lost an ear. Yeah, lost an ear. He got pile drove on the uh, on the concrete. I think that might have been the first time anybody's ever seen that. Legitimately pile not pile drove, but power bombed on the concrete. He thought he was gonna die that night too. No, but he Actually, wanted he that to happen. Yeah, 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 man. Boy, that it's like, I, want, I need to get her real bad so I can go home. Right. <laughs> hey, man, look. Shout out to Leon White, Big Van Vader, one of my personal fans. I've always been a fan of the big athletic guys, I guess because I'm a big guy. So, you know, hey, I've always been a big fan I think first time I ever seen him was on Boy Meets World, that episode when they were at the Bad Shit at the Beach. Was that, or was that Baywatch? It was one of them. One of them. Oh, I man, know. no, that, that Bad Shit at the Beach mini-movie terrible. is just, oh, terrible. God, it's terrible. horrible. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. That's, that's like my first memory of Hayden, though. That's, that's going to be a whole other podcast by itself. <laughs> yeah. And it, we, it was terrible. That is, that is my earliest memory of Vader. We found out that him. day that Kevin Sullivan cannot act. Right. <laughs> and neither can terrible. Ric Flair. Right. So, oh, man. So, uh, Mick Foley, uh, Mankind, Undertaker, uh, congratulations on 25 years of... Uh, well, Undertaker, congratulations on 25 years, almost killing McFoley. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, uh, uh, that's that's a where were you win type of moment. So you turn 25 this week. Wow. So, well, gentlemen, we also uh, this past week had a uh, a pay per view to watch from AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling, Forbidden Door Two. Um, I did get a chance to watch some of it, but I had some technical difficulties and was not able to see all of it. 
Um, I have read up on the matches, but I didn't get to see everything. Um, so before we jump into this review, let me ask, do we want to cover the pre-show matches or do we just want to jump right into the no. main card? No, nah, let's jump into the main card. <laughs> oh man. All right. There's Athena. All right. Let's jump into it. Stu Grayson and El Phantasmo, they were on the main card, right? No. No? no? Okay, I couldn't remember. Yeah, I, I remember watching the match, but I couldn't remember if they were on the main card. All right. United Empire versus Los. I ain't even going to try to pronounce that. No. Nope. There we are. MJF versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. Uh, championship match, MJF carrying the belt, taking on uh, Tanahashi. MJF comes out the victor. Um, Bleacher Report gave this a B minus. Um, I thought the match was this. I did get to see this one. I thought the match was okay. Um, it wasn't anything special. If I were to give it a, give it a grade, I would probably say C. Um, but it was nothing to write home about. Nothing special. Um, I am not a fan. I, I kind of understand why they did it, but I am not a fan of the uh, championship match not going on last. So that took it down a notch for me. Um, Kurt, what did you think about this match between MJF and Tanahashi? I give it a D, and that's the same grade I give MJF with this title reign. It's not been good at all. This reign is, sucks and it's terrible. I don't disagree. Even though I like MJF as a heel... He's I like him as a either, but his this rain is it sucks. Yeah, I agree. It, it's been flat. It has been absolutely flat. Um, Brandon, what did you think about this match? Um, I gave it a C minus. <laughs> and you sound real enthusiastic about that <laughs> about that about that grade. Um, uh, piggybacking on on what Kirk said, what do you think about the the title reign of MJF? Uh, I thought it would have been a lot better than what it is. It's I mean, like he talks more. To be honest, you, you know, I guess maybe this is just the type of person that I am. It's like less talk, more action. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like he talks too damn much. I want to see you actually do something. And, and the that- stuff that he's doing, the stuff that he's doing as a heel is fine, but it's like a lot of, I don't know. I, I can't quite put it in the words. I'm like, I just want to see you in. I want to see you in the ring. I want to see you defend your title. And I just want to, I don't know. I, I just, I, 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 I guess maybe I just expected more and I'm just not fulfilled at all. Yeah. I'm, I, and I'm a hundred percent with you. I think, um, what AEW has done with MJF is his, his promos were very good, so they they like they do with every damn thing else. They went overboard with it, so now they're right. giving him twenty minutes in a ring to could have promoted it just meanders on and on and on. So I'm with you. I agree a hundred percent because if y'all remember in the early days of this uh, um, review in AEW, I was a real big proponent. I loved MGF's promos. Now I'm starting to get tired of them because they go on for too long. So exactly. I, I completely agree. It is like I tune out. I tune them out. Mm-hmm. At a I certain point, anybody, yes. <clears throat> anybody. One thing that I like, I love about Ric Flair's promos. Some of his promos went on a little long too, but 
all of Ric Flair's, most of Ric Flair's promos, they meant something. He had some one-liners that you'll never forget. And it always led up to something. And Ric Flair got in when he, he Ric Flair was one of those. He talked to talk and he walked the walk every night. So it's like, I could buy into what he was selling. He didn't overstay his welcome. Everything meant something. Yeah. And he tied his personality into it as well. And once again, he has one-liners that we'll, you know, never forget, you know, Space Mountain and, you know, the alligator <laughs> shoes and all that other. And, you know, my my personal favorite, my shoes cost more than your house. That's my personal favorite of all time. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and, and even though, but you can't know ain't too many people, if anybody can say Ric Flair has ever had a bad promo or he just had a promo that just, you tuned him out. How in the hell you tune out Ric Flair? <laughs> can't. <laughs> Maybe now you can, but you know, <laughs> right. Like Maybe like when he was in his heyday, his shit was on point. And so, you know, with MJF, he started out that way. And, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, The Rock and all those guys too. Stone Cold, they got straight to the point and they meant business. The Rock had his one-liners and everything. And, you know, but they meant business and they walked the walk and they talked the talk. MJF just talks, 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 <laughs> and doesn't always deliver. Right. So, so, well, moving on, the next matchup is CM Punk versus Satoshi Kojima. Uh, this match was, was decent. I liked it. it. It was part of the Owen Hart Cup tournament that I'm not really paying attention to. Um, so it, it was what it was, but a, a good, uh, a good return singles match. Uh, for CM Punk, uh, Bleacher Report gave this this match a B. Uh, I would probably say B B minus uh, for me. Um, Brandon, what did you think about this match? I give it a C plus. It was okay. Okay, All right. And and another rousing and enthusiastic greeting. <laughs> I, I got a, I got a feeling that's going to be a theme of of this entire review, uh, based on what we've seen and what we've talked about. Yeah. Uh Kurt, what did you think about this one? I would get it a C. It was okay. Okay. Yeah, here here Punk was getting more boos than cheers, um, which I think we're gonna see more of that as time goes on with I, uh, I think that but I think that's a good thing. I, I, I agree. Thing. I agree. Right. I like CM Punk better as a heel anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Love, I, mean, see, I love thing. the heel CM Punk. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good thing. Because he's an asshole. He's an asshole in real life. <laughs> <laughs> because he, because he, as Brandon say, talks cash shit. Absolutely. And, and can bag it up. Yes, sir. All right, next up, we've got a great match featuring Orange Cassidy oh, God. versus Daniel Garcia versus <laughs> Katsuyori Shibata. Versus Zack Saber Jr. <laughs> you say um, great <laughs> uh, No, not a hint of sarcasm there at all, folks. Oh man! Um, if you've seen one Orange Cassidy match, you've seen them all. Um, you know we. Oh my God! Bleacher Report gave this shit an A minus. I'm looking at. It. I'm looking at. It. Like, yeah, you out your goddamn mind. <laughs> Wow. Um, this was probably, I think, the last entire match I saw before I started having trouble. Um, I, I would give this, I would give this like a D minus or F Absolutely. even. Absolutely. Um, because, I mean, it's it's nothing you haven't already seen a hundred times on AEW Dynamite. 
So yeah, nothing so, special about this match at all. Right. And so, I'm sick of Orange Cassidy with this title. How do you how do how is he goddamn sixteen or seventeen or right now? This uh, is fucking uh, Don't ask me, man. Ask Adam. Uh, uh, so, Kurt, would you can would you is that your opinion there? Absolutely. All right, Brandon, what's your opinion of this match? Uh, <clears throat> number one, uh, shout out to Dane Garcia and his theme song because that's that that's that that old pop that's that pop smoke song that I like, and I noticed it because I'm like, damn, that sound familiar. And I always, I think that um that name of that song is um um gonna go to the moon or something like that. And I always like, I'm like, that would be a hell of a damn wrestling thing. <laughs> and I'd be damned if somebody's actually using it. So shout out to Danny Garcia for that. As far as the match, D, D as a dog. That's it. Yeah, man. That's, that's something. The, the most, the most talked about moment of this match was Daniel Garcia's, Garcia's entrance. True. Yeah. <laughs> I love the song. And then he did something stupid. He was getting, he was trying to, you know, get, I guess, get in the mix or whatever. And every time he got, he got hit, he started dancing. I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> yes. Oh, man. I, mean, I, I ain't going to lie. I, I, I chuckled a little bit because I'm like, what is he doing? <laughs> but because it just came out of nowhere. But <clears throat> now my question is, I want to know, I want to know how much Tony Khan is spending to use this, all this licensed music that he's using. That's a good question. Um, I think it would be he would be better served, and it would be much cheaper to hire an in-house person to make that music. Call Jim Johnston. Yeah, that's the king of king of wrestling music. Call Jim Johnston. Next up, we got Sonata versus Jack Perry. Um, I didn't see this match, so I really don't have an opinion on it because uh, you know, I didn't see it. But Bleacher Report gives this match a B. Um, Brandon, what did you think about this match, and what grade would you give it? Uh, the match was okay. Um, it was a couple times where I, thought, well, you know, I, that young boy might pull it off as I predicted, but you know, I was wrong. Yeah, I got to be eyeballed sometimes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but the match was fine to me, and somebody I can't remember who it was, but somebody smelled a heel a heel turn coming, and that's exactly what happened. And so now, you know, now we're going to be, uh, now we're going to see a heel, Jack Perry, and that crazy that that music is about to go. If y'all seen Dynamite the other night, he, you know, cut his little promo and everything, his first heel promo, I guess, and yeah. we'll see where we'll see where it goes from there. And yeah, I think that was Adam with the heel turn. With uh, okay, well yeah, he well Adam nailed it. Yeah, I think that was Adam. Yeah, and I yeah, thought the match was Adam. okay. It was better than I thought. It was yeah, be- yeah. definitely better than I thought it would be. Absolutely. And for the last couple of matches, I forgot to give us the winner. Uh, the CM Punk match winner was CM Punk. The uh, glorious Orange Cassidy match, the winner was Orange Cassidy. Urge. <laughs> and then with uh, Sonata and Jack Perry, Jack Perry loses to Sonata. Next up, we have, let me get back to where I was. Team Elite versus Team BCC. Um, I missed this one as well. Kind of thankful that I did um, because I don't think I don't think a pairing of the Young Bucks, uh, Eddie Kingston, and uh, Adam Page is is good. 
So I, I just this match spelled disaster to me. But so read read the great the bleach report game. Okay. Wow. I just, as soon as you said that, I just went to it. So the winners were Team Elite, and Bleacher Report gives this an A minus. Now, Kurt, what? Yeah, they gave it an A minus. Now, Kurt, Brandon, you guys seen the match? Kurt, tell me your thoughts on this match and what your grade would have been. Yeah, uh, <laughs> a, a bunch of the same dumb shit they've been doing over and over again. And whoever is writing this for Bleacher, they had to be a fan. They have to be a fan of this bullshit wrestling that we that we're looking at right now today. Because there's no way in fuck you hear this A minus. No way. Uh, I, I don't know what these people are looking at. All right, Brandon. What about you? What's your take on this match? D minus. D is in dog. Yes. Okay. I thought you said B. I'm like, damn. No. You smoking? You smoking the same shit Bleacher Report is, huh? <laughs> no, I ain't smoking that shit. All right. Not, 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 not that shit. No. <laughs> uh, Tony Storm versus Willow Nightingale is up next. And just looking at this promotional shot, um, the belt that Willow Nightingale is holding looks like like something I can make at home. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Again, I didn't see this match because of technical difficulties. Uh, the winner was Tony Storm. Uh, Bleacher Report gives this one a B minus. Brandon, what did you think about this match? I thought the match was okay. I gave it a C. I thought it was okay. Um, also, there was a couple times in the match where I thought Willow Nightingale might actually pull off the upset. Okay. You know that that didn't happen, and, I'm, and, and Willow Willow Nightingale has actually like grown on me as a performer. So, and she's still growing on me. So, it was fine for what it was. Of course. Um, I forgot the name of their little group or whatever, but of course they, you know, got into the action or whatever, and you know, the we all outcast. Yeah, the outcast. <laughs> so we all kind of knew how that was going in, but match was okay. Match itself was okay. Okay, Kurt, what did you think about this match? I echo what Brandon said. Everything he said, I agree with. I gave it a C. Okay, okay. It was definitely better than I thought, and Willow has gotten a lot better. A lot better. Cool. All right. So next up on the card is Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay. Um, again, a match, unfortunately, I didn't see. Mm-mm-mm. So winner is Will Ospreay. Uh, and Bleacher Report gave this one an A+. Uh, Kurt, Brandon, you and I, uh, we all talked about this during the pregame. You guys really, really liked this match. Um, Kurt, what was it about this match that stood out to you, and what would your grade for it be? Um, I would. I, this is one I will agree with. I won't. I won't say A plus, but I'll give it an A. Okay. Uh, good action throughout the match. You know, the only thing I didn't like it was too many kickouts where it shouldn't have been. But other than that, it was action packed throughout the match. You know, good um, back and forth by both of them. So it, it was good. It was really good. I just didn't like the uh, back and forth. And the one thing that just ruined it for me is the outside inter- interference by um what's his guy? Don Callis. Don Callis Cyrus, taking Cyrus. twenty years to get this shit out of his pocket <laughs> to give to goddamn Bill Osprey <laughs> hit him in the head with a screwdriver and there's no blood. Like what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> I think that's the worst thing about the whole match, but just the match 
itself between Will and um Omega, mm-hmm. it was good. It and, was good. And see, that's what kills me. Moxley can can take a backdrop and he blades and bleeds all over the place. But I got even on the back of the head. Yeah. But but a guy gets stabbed, supposedly stabbed with a screwdriver, and there's no blood. That doesn't make sense to me. So, Brandon, what did you think about the match, and what would you well, what stood out for you, and what what grade would you give it? Well, so first to clarify the blood, he did bleed. It was just <clears throat> we didn't actually see him bleed until after they counted one, two, three. So he did bleed. They just didn't show it right away. Okay. However, um. Like Kurt, I get the match in A. I thought that this was the best match of the whole night. Um, to me, the match over delivered itself. It was action packed, great action. Um, the kickouts didn't bother me as much because of how much action was going on, and I'm like, okay, they didn't hit it. They didn't hit it in the fourth gear now, so okay, I get it. The only thing that I did not like about the match that kept it from getting an A plus from me is Don Callis being thrown out of the match, and then he comes back. Five ten minutes later, and then you know the the it took him twenty years to get the damn screwdriver out of his pocket, probably because his pants are too goddamn tight. And you, you know you ever wore pants that was too tight? You know how it is trying to get shit out of there. It'd take you fifteen take you fifteen minutes to get a piece of lint. Um, so that took forever. And then you know the step really the last about five minutes of the match is what kind of like downgraded just a little bit. But the match itself it, it was fantastic. I thoroughly enjoyed it. This is one of the matches that I thought Kenny Omega really did. Both of those guys really did their thing. Will Ospreay, so knock it out the party anyway. But Kenny Omega, he gets in there with somebody that could, you know, he can go that's gonna, you know, rise his level of, of uh in ring action or whatever. Yeah. Kenny Omega can Kenny Omega can do his thug fizzle for real. And they they them two put on a show. I enjoyed that match. Okay. I felt like that match should have been the main event. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I think I think Will Osprey is, is very underrated. I very, really, I think very. he's underrated. I think he's a good good wrestler. Okay, I'll check. I'll, I'll find it and check it out. Um, I think I think well, I don't mean cut you off, Ron, but I think he's underrated because Will Osprey hasn't gone national yet to where he's in a national audience. This is, you, the only way you know about Will Osprey is if you're you know within the internet wrestling community where you know we watch everything but the casual fan don't even know who he is because he hadn't hit the quote-unquote big time yet whenever that day comes and i've heard seen some stuff like some rumors where the wwe was trying to you know gauge him to see if he wanted to come on over i think it'd be great for his career i think everybody that's great in some way got to at least do one little tour over there at least one time and then if you want to call it or whatever then that's it but Will Ospreay is very underrated, and hopefully he makes it. Hopefully he makes it. You know, makes it. You know, to the WWE, and he's able to really like be Will Ospreay. That's yet to be seen, but you know, I digress. <laughs> yeah, we'll see where that goes. Um, next up on the card is Sting, Darby Allen, and Tetsuya Naito versus Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Minoru Suzuki. Uh, I'm I'm still trying to make sense of Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I know that Guevara was part of the Jericho Appreciation Society and 
before that, the inner circle or whatever it was called. But this whole interaction here was weird because Chris Jericho approached Guevara questioning why he wasn't there for him or why he didn't call him or whatever. And then all of a sudden he's like, maybe we should team together and I'll show you who's boss. How does that make sense? No sense whatsoever. But anyway, back to this particular match. Uh, the winners were Sting, Darby Allen, and Naito. And Bleacher Report gave it a B minus. Brandon, you saw the match. What did you think? And what would you grade it? I'll give it a C minus. Um, parts of the match that was okay. I think Samuel Guevara almost killed Sting twice. <laughs> what did he um, do? I, if memory serves me correct, he did like a cutter off the top rope and missed. He he missed. He connected with Sting, but he missed Sting, and Sting landed awkward. And referee had to go in to check on him and all that stuff. Oh, so okay. yeah, and then you know after you know the Seth Rollins buckle bomb incident or whatever, you know certain things with Sting, I cringe because I'm like you know I want to see this guy go out on the stretcher again, but hey. But it, it was okay. It wasn't nothing to write, you know, home about uh Sammy Guevara gets on my nerves. Um Jericho gets on my nerves. And I didn't realize I didn't realize that Sting and Chris Jericho never had a one on one match before. I didn't know that. I I'm so not gonna say here. That was the first like time I, they were in that was the first time like they were like I guess in the ring wrestling each other or something like that. So Yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and act like I knew that fact. But for some reason, it doesn't surprise me either because they were in different, completely different uh, echelons in WCW. Right. So, um, it does say here on Bleacher Report that Guevara botched his cutter from the top rope and hit Sting right on top of the head with his elbow. Right. Yeah. Uh, said that Sting was fine, but it was almost much worse. Yeah, it, it looked pretty bad. Okay. It, that, that was scary. It looked, pre- it looked pretty bad. It really did. Kurt, what did you uh, what did you think about the match, and and what grade would you give it? Uh, I'll give it a D. Nothing to write home about at all. D as in, damn, that was a botched ass match. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then and then you know, Cedric Guevara went and tried to buy him some time. He went and did you know he slid and did the little thing, put his hand on his head, laying down, and all that shit. And it looked like Jericho was kind of yelling at him, like, what the fuck did you just do? Like, that's what it looked like on camera or whatever. But, you know, it, it turned out all right. I, I, I chuckled at that a little bit. Like, you know, you know Jericho's the dad cussing out the son, like, do you know what you just did? <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, man. Next up, main event of the evening, Mr. Brian Danielson versus Mr. Kazuchika Okada. The winner is Brian Danielson by submission, and uh, Bleacher Report gives this match an A. Um, Kurt, what did you think about the match, and what grade would you give it? I don't know what these people smoking. (laughs) (laughs) It went way too long. Danielson looked, oh, you need to hang it up. This was not a good match at all. Okay. Not one. Not one. Damn. All right, Brandon, what did you think about the match and what grade would you give it? I, I, I didn't think it was a bad match. I agree. It did go on a little longer than what it should have, especially considering what I'm getting ready to say in a moment. But I gave it a, um, I, I, I gave the match a C. 
Um, I like the I like Daniel Bryan coming out to the uh the final countdown. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and on top of that, in case some of y'all didn't know, and I'm still trying to figure out when exactly this happened. Uh, Brian Danielson let Russell the last 10 minutes of that match with a broken arm. It was a clean break. Clean break. He had a broken arm, and you wouldn't have been able to tell because I guess his adrenaline was still going. So, you know, I had, you know, adrenaline. And yeah, he, he snapped his arm in half. And you couldn't even tell. And we're still trying to figure out, well, what the hell, what part of the match did that actually happen where he landed on his arm or something? And, you know, but it's clean. If you look on, um, get online and you look up Dane Bryan's x-ray and you see his arm, it was, Jesus, that was a clean break. Yeah, one of, so one I, read of something, I read something this morning, I read something this morning to where he said that, um, Okada dropped the elbow and he didn't, he wasn't ready for it and he didn't put his hands up in time and that's where he broke his arm. Oh, wow. Oh, shit. Damn. Well, speaking of the the injury, uh, Bleacher Report has an article on it, and apparently his injury is much worse than originally thought. And I'm assuming that means that he he just thought he was injured at first. He might have a little bit of a fracture, but no, he had a clean break. Uh Um, It says, Brian Danielson broke his arm during his submission win over Okada in the main event of AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling Forbidden Door last weekend. But the injury turned out to be much worse than originally feared. Uh, WWE Hall of Famer Brie Bella, who is Danielson's wife, shared a photo of Danielson's x-ray on her Instagram stories, and it showed a significant break. It's not a significant break. It's a clean break of one of those bones in his forearm. Yep. Um, And and at a slanted angle, too. I mean, it's just, it's a nasty break. It's it's literally like he fell off of something and just... Like he broke his fall with his forearm. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what it looked like. <clears throat> but, wow! And Bella wrote that Danielson wrestled uh, for the last ten minutes of the match after breaking his arm, and added that the break is definitely worse than we thought. Uh, let's see if there's anything else. Put him in a label, lock it, everything with that broken arm. <laughs> Damn. Uh, let's see. Yeah, they don't really say much after this. Um, they originally thought he was going to be out six to eight weeks, but with this. Uh, with this this clean break, he'll probably be out longer, and will likely miss action. He may be there, but he'll likely miss in ring action at Wembley at the Wembley show. So uh, well, that that's hopefully he makes it across the water because he needs he needs to be there. But if he can't wrestle, we understand. Yeah, that's that's a hit for AEW if he can't go. Yeah, Damn. So. But anyway, so this afternoon we have another pay per view coming up. Uh, ironically enough, wait, 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 um, tied for second place, and then I won. I demand, I demand a recount. Collusion. Yeah, nah, that's a full. Nah, no, but did you, no. you change. You change some of your I, stuff. No, I did not. Go back and listen to it. The Man, only no, reason, I'm, just, I'm just talking. The, the only reason Adam didn't win, Adam could have won because, but Adam gave a DQ finish for Danson No Okada. If he would have picked somebody, he, he probably would have been tied with me. Man, on the white game, DQ finish. That that was I was kind of surprised. 
Okay. See, that's what I look. That's you know what though. I'm, I guess I'm, I'm still a gambler at heart. That's what I get. Hey man, I knew I shouldn't have took. I knew I shouldn't have took Jungle Boy. You <laughs> took Jungle Boy, Osada, Shibata. Yeah, that's that's what it screwed you up. Man, but no, nah, look, look, look. Okada, <clears throat> Okada was a legitimate. That was couldn't go wrong either way. But man, oh well, I ain't no sore loser today. <laughs> Blame it on Jungle Boy. Proceed, yeah. Ron. Make, make me sick. Wait a minute now. <laughs> <laughs> now can we go on the money in the bank? Yep, yep. Yes, we can. <laughs> Since I can't damn sing, shit. Both literally and y'all don't want me to. Um, <laughs> we're trying to we we're gain we're gain we just gain we just gain two new listeners down here. We ain't trying to lose them now. Yeah, and then, man. Oh man. Uh, but yeah, today this this afternoon at what is it? Three o'clock. It it comes on. Yes, three o'clock. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we have Money in the Bank. Ironically enough, we were just talking about the Wembley show for AEW. Uh, WWE is in, in the UK this week with their uh, annual, 14th annual, I think, uh, Money in the Bank match, uh, or pay-per-view, rather, featuring two Money in the Bank matches, a men's and a women's match, a uh, match between Cody Rhodes and Dominic Mysterio, uh, Seth freaking Rollins, Versus Finn Balor. Then we have the uh, the Bloodline featuring a tag team between Rome, with Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa. Versus the Usos. Uh, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler versus Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. And Gunther versus Matt Riddle. Um, that's how they have them listed here, one through seven. So we'll we'll go through it. Um, I'm going to start from the bottom though and work the way up to the the money in the bank matches. Um, Kurt, are you going to take uh, take notes on the predictions here? And give me one second. Let me get it together. Okay. Okay. Oh man. And I know after this, I've got to do a little bit of work, and then after work, I will watch Money in the Bank. Yeah, I'm going to. The kill time. I'm gonna get up and um, I'm gonna actually. It's a gym over here, so I'm getting ready to go. Okay. And go lift or whatever for maybe thirty minutes, an hour, maybe. Then come back, take a shower, get something to eat. I guess to watch the show. I literally blocked this entire day out for this particular show. Because <laughs> <clears throat> I know tomorrow I'm gonna to be gone most of the day tomorrow. So. Yeah, I will be too. Uh, we got. Uh, a family thing to do tomorrow. So I'll be busy all day long. Um, then my son, he's working. And, um, after he gets off work, he wants to go, he wants to go up to my mom's house. So I'll probably come get him and then head back up to my mom's house to finish up with what we got to do tomorrow. So, and it should be interesting, uh, given the fact of what happened last weekend, um, It'll be an interesting day tomorrow, that's for sure. We're going to keep our fingers crossed on that one. <laughs> <laughs> hey but man, you know how you, you, you just you know <laughs> families are funny. You know what I'm saying? Like it all, it, 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 It's always the one or two that just want to. You know what I'm saying? It, it, yes. yes. And they want to argue over some bullshit. They just want to just stir it up. It's like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> God damn, come on. Like, just can't we just get on the same? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. 
But hey, I mean, you know. In the in the in the words of the late Rodney King, can't we all just get along? Can't we all just get along? Oh we, man, Kurt, you back? But with hey, us. but not for but not for real. So yeah, probably still. Oh man. So, folks, um, while we're waiting on Kurt to get back, I do know next week the three of us will be face-to-face doing a a show together. Uh, Not sure yet what we're going to do. We've talked about um, watching some, doing a live watch-along while we're all there in the same room to comment on it as it's going on. Uh, But we will definitely keep you all updated. But next week, the three of us will be in the same motherfucking place at the same motherfucking time. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And then also, y'all get, to, y'all get to see, and y'all get to see the new digs. Hey, yeah, that's great. I uh, we hadn't seen the 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 new bachelor pad. Yeah, man. Hey, I, I know yeah, what, man. When I come uh, over, all I know is I expect to see half naked women all around. Man, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. I ain't even gonna say it like I got. I ain't got it like that. Okay. <laughs> Dash my damn hopes. And even if I even 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 if I did, <laughs> like I was telling a friend of mine the other day, because you know, most people that know me know I'm I'm I, I'm a private person, so I'm like you wouldn't even know. Cause I'm like either y'all gonna have to go or y'all got to stay in the room or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Ready? All right. All right. So, money in the bank. Starting off with. Uh, Gunther and Matt Riddle, this is probably the match that I'm least interested in in this entire card. Um, Not because of Gunther, but because of Matt Riddle. Um, But I choose, or I choose, I think that uh, Gunther comes out on top. I don't see him losing this match to Matt Riddle. Uh, Brandon, what about you? What do you you got for this match? I'm taking Gunther for the win. Okay. All right. Kurt, what about you? I agree. Okay. Are are either one of you guys interested in this match at all? No. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Same thing. Yeah, I mean, not really. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's just. I. I've never been able to get into Riddle, and even though they tried as of recently to make him a little bit more serious, a little bit more aggressive, I still can't. I just can't. So I'm not. I'm not even even interested in this match, really. Yeah, I, I think you know if they're going to change, because uh, I think they're changing his character slowly but surely. But now I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, now you're going to have to um, he got to switch up his gear, his look. He got to switch it up. That's too much skin to be showing. I'm sorry. Yeah, you got, he's he's going to have he's going he's going to have he's going to have to switch up his look. It, it's just it's just off putting, man. If he would wear some like some actual shorts or something, but it's just off putting watching that man stand there. No. You know what I think. It, you know what I think it is? It's the fact that he's wrestling barefooted. Because if he was wearing boots, it probably wouldn't blink. Because I, oh, I agree with that. Shorts and boots. You I know what I'm saying? I, I think I think it's because it's barefooted. So, next up is uh, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler, who are the champions, taking on Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. Uh, I see Ronda and Shayna coming out of this still the champions. Um, I. I actually think this may be a better match than most people think it's going to be. Um, I really like the pairing of Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler as a tag team. I've never been a, a huge Ronda Rousey fan as a singles wrestler in WWE, but I really, really like this pairing of her and Baszler as a tag team. And I think they should hold on to the straps for 
quite a while. Um, big fan of Raquel Rodriguez. Um, I'm not going to say I'm not a fan of Liv Morgan, but Liv Morgan to me just, even watching when she was in NXT with a whole different look, um, it's, she's not a wrestler. She's, she's a pretty face that gets in the ring. Um, and that sounds like such a dick thing to say, but that's just how I feel. But, um, I think her and Rodriguez make a good tag team, uh, that being said. So, Kurt, what about you on this match? Um, what are your thoughts on it? I echo everything you just said. I love Raquel. I think she's going to be a superstar. And I don't think Liv and her make a good team, so I'm going with the champ to retain. Okay. And what about you, Brandon? I'm going with the chance to retain, but I think it would have been a better match because I, the way they were talking, they were talking like Liv Morgan was going to be out of action for months. That's the same thing she I just, thought. I was shocked to see her come like back. I was about to say, she literally just popped up out of nowhere. So yeah. I think that for, the, for what it's worth, they should have been, if it wasn't going to be that long, they should have let them keep, they should have let them keep the titles. Yes. And then <laughs> I would have been cool. And then, you know, and then I would, to me, it would have made the match a little bit more intriguing let them keep the titles and then um rousey and uh ronda rousey and Shayna baszler go and beat them for the titles and then off to the races we go but i but you know my pick i'm taking um Shayna baszler and ronda rousey they just got the, they just unified the titles there's no way that they're taking those titles off of them right now. <laughs> if they do that's bull and if they do that's bullshit again agreed yes absolutely uh next up we've got the civil war uh, Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa taking on Jimmy and Jay Uso with Paul Heyman at ringside for uh, Reigns and Sokoa. I predict that we're going to see somebody show up tomorrow um, or tonight or today rather and, and help out Roman and Solo. I'm not sure who, but I just got a feeling somebody's going to show up. Uh, so I'm picking Roman and Solo for the win, and uh, hopefully we will see some sort of surprise, some another addition to the Samoan dynasty uh, coming out of this match. Brandon, what do you think about this one? I'm taking. I'm with you. I'm taking Roman Reigns and Solo. I didn't think about it that way, but now you know. Now that you said it, I think there might be. Yeah, there might be a chance we might see another. Uh, Another, we might see another one of those guys from Samoan Dynasty make their debut tonight. That's what happened. That's how Solo ended up getting in. So, and uh, hey, shout out to Hill Club. What's up, man? You yeah. saying Fat Two? Yeah, Hill Club in um, the building. Fat Two. Yeah. And the th- the thing I'm trying to f- to figure out is um, WWE has shied away from Jacob Fat Two uh, uh, for so long because of some of his past legal troubles. And I don't understand that, given some of the people. I mean, one of the Usos has, I think, not one, but two DUIs. Three. Three. Okay, three, three DUIs. So, uh, you know, I, I definitely think uh, uh, Fatu being in, in WWE is long overdue. Um, maybe that's who we'll see tonight, but you got to keep in mind you got uh, Umaga's son just recently debuted for uh, oh damn it I see his face in my uh, in my mind right now Booker T just debuted in Booker T's promotion 
And then the oh, Usos God. still have another younger brother. This this in developmental, I believe. So uh, that'll be interesting to see. Kurt, who do you got in this one? I'm going with Roman and Solo, but I don't think anybody's debuting tonight. But I do think somebody will show up in SummerSlam at a bigger event. Okay. Hmm. All right. And uh, Hillsun reminds us that we got Samu-san as well. So next up on the card is Seth freaking Rollins versus Finn Balor. Um, Have they mentioned at all that Finn's going to show up as the demon? I hope not, but no. No, they have not. Good. They have not. Good. Um, But this is a rematch of sorts from seven years ago. That uh, should have happened way before now, but that's been uh, seven years. I think it's been seven. I may be wrong, but no, no, you're right. It's been seven years. God, good God Almighty! What the damn? Yeah, that's. I remember that like yesterday. (laughs) Right. I remember watching it. We we getting old, Brandon. You, 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 getting in there with us. We getting old. Oh my God. (laughs) So. I'm going to take, uh, I don't see the belt coming off Seth tonight, although he is going to be filming the new Captain America movie. Um, I don't know if that's going to factor into the decision of this match, but I don't see the belt coming off Seth tonight, so I'm going with Seth Rollins. Kurt, who do you got on this one? I'm going with Finn Balor. Ah, okay. Our very first difference. Every, If you notice, up until now, we've all agreed on, this, on the same winners. Uh, so Kurt's going different on Finn Balor. All right, Brandon, who you got on this one? Uh, Seth Rollins. Okay, Seth wins because I know who will win Money in the Bank. Hill Club, you got an inside scoop? <laughs> All right. So coming up next, we've got Cody Rhodes versus Dominic, or or as Rhea would call him, Dom Dom. <laughs> We got Cody Rhodes versus Dom Dom Mysterio with me. With me. <laughs> um, I'm going to go different on this one. I think Dominic wins this one, but in a crazy fashion, not in a straight up clean win sort of way. But I think Dominic wins this one through some sort of interference. Um, Brandon, what do you got on, on this match between Cody and Dominic? Man, Cody's winning. Okay. All right. And what about you, Kurt? I'm going Cody as well. Okay. All right. Dom Dom. <laughs> every time I see those two together, I just bust out laughing. My little, little Dom Dom. Oh, my God. That, I'm sorry. That, that's just some good shit. That's oh, what I literally I'm just t- fall dude, out. Like, I don't oh, know. He, he, is, he has absolutely cemented his place as a, a wrestler by just being himself. Yeah. And I'm sure he's playing it up a little bit. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, he's he's not horrible in the ring, but he's not great either. But just yeah, the fact that he gets started. as much heat as he does says a lot. And he is getting to a point where he is getting ready to let loose on that audience. He's building every yes. single week. Yes. <laughs> and I'm waiting on the day where he just let loose on they ass. I, I can't wait. I'm like, if he, and I hope he don't stumble or nothing because when he finally let loose and give them a piece of his mind, that's going to be gold. I, I need to, I need to see them bring back that New York City policeman and have him come out like that again. That shit oh, that's funny as hell. That was great. <laughs> that was great. 
Next up is the women's money in the bank match. Uh, you have the participants, Zelina, Zelina Vega, Becky Lynch, Zoe Stark, Bailey, Io Sky, and Trish Stratus. Um, out of this group of ladies, the one that makes the most sense to me is Becky Lynch, given everything that's going on. I would like to see Io Sky win it. But I, I think Becky is going to win this. Um, Kurt, who do you got in this one? I am going to go with uh, Zoe Stark. Okay. All right, he's going with Zoe Stark. Brandon, who do you got in this one? Uh, the master the, – <clears throat> oh, excuse me. The master of the sky, EO Sky. All right. That's who I would like I to think, see win it. I think – I think what's going to happen is Becky is going to get to the top where she's almost had, where she almost has it in some kind of way. Trish is always start going to cost her. Okay. And then next thing you know, one thing is going to lead to another. EO Sky is going to, um, she's going to get up there and she's going to get that briefcase. Okay. All right. Next up is the men's money in the bank match featuring Ricochet versus Nako Shinsuke Nakamura versus. I thought you was about to. I thought you better not butcher that man's name. <laughs> no, I, it, I, it's it's Takesha's name that I butcher every time. No, it, but it, it sounds like he's about to say Nako something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, versus L.A. Knight versus Pablo Escobar versus Butch versus Damian Priest versus Logan Paul. here's another one where I'm going to say who I would like to see win versus who I think is going to win. Um, I would like to see Damian Priest win, but I think they're going to give it to LA Knight. Um, That's my opinion. Brandon, what do you got on this men's uh, Money in the Bank match? LA Knight. Okay. Kurt, what about you? I'm going with you, LA Knight. Both of you, LA Knight. I think Damian Priest should win, but I think the overall a better storyline to be L.A. Knight and be an asshole to drag it out longer and better. I think he'll win. Yeah. L.A. LA, LA Knight. Hill Club says that Logan Paul wins it. Um, I'm just hoping we see another cool-ass spot between him and Ricochet this match. Yeah. Uh, Because that last one was fucking phenomenal. Yes, it was. So... But that's money in the bank. Those are our predictions. Um, and that's all of it. Yeah, yeah, it's only seven matches. Damn, that's the big difference between them and AEW. That's why you had like a four and a half, five hour pay per view with uh, Forbidden Door because they had eleven fucking matches on the card plus the pre show. Um, with WWE, I I know they have a pre show and they'll have a couple of matches on it, but. Um, they only have seven matches on the main card. Hmm. So, well, the cool thing is, it's in the middle of the afternoon, so you don't have to spend the rest of your. If, if it goes, if it goes the way I think it's going to go, pay per view be done by six o'clock. So you're still over here on the East Coast and everywhere else. You still have time to get up and go off and do whatever it is you want to do if you want to. So that's 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 pretty damn cool. I really. I, I really like how the WWE is doing these um, premium live events. I hate to say it, but yeah, well, fuck it, pay per views. Damn it. Um, I like how they, I like how they're doing them now. They're cutting them shorter. They're going overseas, and there's different start times, and they're in there on Saturdays. And it's like it's not like as hard. 
I'm not saying that it was hard to watch it before, but it's not. It's 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 a little bit. It's like it's more convenient. And I actually much like to more, see them go overseas and and um have these big shows with these different crowds. And it's not like you remember how like back in the day they had like Insurrection and all that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, you had to catch it like over, and you, you couldn't even watch it in the states. You had to wait till it came out on tape. And so I like how they um they're going overseas and doing these big shows and everything, and we get to see all of these different audiences and all that. Man, I think it's pretty it's it's, it's pretty damn cool. Yeah, I definitely love the fact that that WWE switched their their pay per view days to Saturday. I've always thought that Saturday should be the day for pay per view because. On Sunday, you're keeping people up to 10, 11 o'clock at night, knowing they gotta work gotta the next go, morning. Right, you gotta go to work the next morning. Yeah, that's, that's why I've always argued either, either the day after the Super Bowl should be a national holiday. Absolutely. Or they should have the Super Bowl on a Saturday. Or they should have the Super Bowl at one o'clock in the afternoon. That too. That or two too. o'clock in the, four o'clock in the afternoon. Something. <laughs> Cause then, then the Super Bowl used to be like in the daytime. Yeah, I like believe, early in the day. I yeah. believe so. Yes, I think it had like a twelve one o'clock start time. Yeah, so I'm like, why we can't have a Super Bowl? Like, I can do three o'clock for the Super Bowl, too and many, then you know they give you time when once the game over, you got time to decompress and everything. <laughs> and too many commercials to be paid for. Yep. Damn Super Bowl five hours long. Then you got the Don't nobody want to sit there and watch the pregame for four for, for six and a half hours. You, have, you get the money off the commercial. Yep. That's exactly why. They they get they can get more money off ads in prime time. Super grown grown bigger over the years. They push it back, back, back because they realize they can sell these commercials faster 20, 30 seconds for millions of dollars. And that's why they're so late now. Man, one day you're gonna have a Super back Bowl. In the, because back in the day, it what there were no commercials to advertise anything. Yeah, and as, you, as it's grown over the years, you have more stuff to produce and sell. So that's why it's being pushed back now. So wait a minute. So okay, on Super Sunday, everybody's going to go to church. Okay, so if you have a three o'clock start time, that's going to affect how many people going to sit down and watch the game and look at those commercials. They have to put it like late in the evening and make Definitely it. Definitely, everybody all the way. was at home. Everybody is on it. Well, most people are at home. I think. I think right. there's two things that factor into that. One, they're they're taking into account the people on the west coast because if, if you start the game at three o'clock, yes. it's, okay. yep. it's earlier on the west coast. And then right. two, it goes back to money. The the ad time for prime time, I believe, is much higher. Than it is during the afternoon. That's correct. So wow, they stand to get more money. Um, yeah, man, I, I, that's what I tell people now. Let's. That's what I talk awesome. about with Raw. I wish Raw would go back to two hours, but there's too much fucking money being made for it to ever go yeah. back. Damn. It's pretty much, you know what? It's everything pretty much have gone corporate. So mm-hmm. listen, in 1981, yeah. the first Super I ever saw. With the San Francisco 49ers and Cincinnati Bengals, there were no fucking commercials. Wow. None. It was normal commercials like we see every day. And then after that, once Dan Marino came into the league in 83, it blew up from there. Wow. So we could kind of say that Dan Marino kind of, well, he ain't put the NFL on the map, but he was like one of the first, like, real superstars. Montana 
was in the Super Bowl. If you go back and look at it, it was the shaving commercial or head and shoulders, or whatever. But that's what started all of it. Yeah, those were two of the best quarterbacks in the NFL at the time, hands down. Yeah. And then the best, the absolute best. No, I think no, it's no. number one offense versus number one defense or something like that. The rookie of the year and the fair hair, you know, boy, and that's where it started with Dan wow. Marino and Joe Montana. Wow. And after that, it was all for the racing. Wow. Man. Every year, like you said, everything's going corporate. Everything's got a price tag attached to it now. And and let's, you know, let's talk about I I want one day for the three of us to do a, a deep dive on ticket prices for wrestling events. But that factors into what I'm about to say as well. But families have been completely priced out of doing anything as far as sporting events, um, you know, a wrestling event, baseball, anything, man. Because, all right, Kurt, let's, let's use Kurt as an example, a family of four. If Kurt wants to go to take his family to a, a, a football game right now, Kurt is going to easily spend three, four hundred dollars. Yep. And and that's crazy to me to drop to go watch a football game. And that's probably that's just to get in the door. That's not including, um, you know, getting something to eat, maybe some souvenirs or whatever, a shirt. And it, it, with wrestling, it's the same way. Have y'all saw what some of these uh, AEW events are charging for ringside seats? At least with WWE, if you get a ringside seat, you get to take the chair home. Really? You know that? Now, I think at the pay-per-views, yes. I think they started doing it for WrestleMania. But now I believe they do it for every pay-per-view. If you have a ringside seat, you get a commemorative, commemorative chair to take home with you, I believe. Oh, well, hell, that's a hell of a deal. Back in the day when I used to go to the Omni to go watch wrestling, NWA, it was $5 yeah. to get in. Yeah, and it's insane. The pepper on the pizza I have my, in my life was $1.50 a slot. Wow. One of the, um, the older guys that I used to work with when I did security, his name is Mr. Joe. He was uh, he grew up up north. He, him and, he was actually friends with Muhammad Ali. He got a picture with him and everything. Nice. Um, when he was back before Muhammad Ali was Muhammad Ali, he was still Cassius Clay. I think they grew up in the same neighborhood or something like that. He showed me he went to the very first Super Bowl, and the ticket it was between well, I take that back. It was between Super Bowls one, two, or three. I can't remember exactly which one. And he showed me the ticket because he had like a book of just memorabilia and stuff that he kept. That damn Super Bowl ticket was twenty dollars. Yeah. And I have a picture. I have a picture of it somewhere. If I find it, I'll send it to y'all and show y'all. But that ticket was twenty dollars. I believe twenty. And I'm like, and and and, and, and the seat wasn't bad. He was right there on the fifty yard line, down in the lower bowl. It was twenty dollars. I believe twenty dollars. Twenty dollars in the parking lot now. Hell no! This shit. Parking (laughs) itself is gonna cost you a hundred. And then for you to get into the um, you get into the actual the game. First of all, you got to know somebody to get in, and on top of that, the ticket is going to cost you about. The ticket's going to cost you no less than a grand to sit in the bleeds. Yep, that's crazy. So it's like the casual fan, because you know going to the Super Bowl was on my bucket list. Now the closest thing I've gotten to the Super Bowl was when the Super Bowl came here to Atlanta, and I was doing security, and we had all the Super Bowl events and stuff going on, and. I got I got to go shake Dan Marino's hand. That was the coolest nice. shit up. He was, drunk, he was drunk as hell. But I got to go shake his hand and say what's up to him. 
that, 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 that yeah. I, I can tell y'all some more about that night, but I got to tell y'all off here. Yeah, um, so aunt, yeah. Uh, when, when Dallas played Buffalo here, she worked for Nabisco and they had tickets out and she's like, first half tickets to the Super Bowl. Do you want to go? I said, listen, I said, you'll be better off selling those tickets versus giving them to me. Hmm. And she sold. I said, I said, go ahead and sell them. Hmm. I should have, I should have went, but she had two of them. But I was like, go ahead and get the money. Hmm. Man, I shit, I don't went to the Super Bowl. <laughs> my, uh, that's on my, that's that's literally, it's on my bucket list. But it's like we're pretty well, much go, priced out of it. Yeah. yeah, my uh, my cousin went to the last the last national championship game that Georgia played in and lost. Oh, they won against Alabama. Yeah, that was Alabama. Yeah, he oh, went. He went to that. He told me what the ticket. I'm not gonna put that information out here over the over the airwaves, but uh, he told me what the tickets cost, and I was like, holy shit. And it's crazy. I'm looking now at, um, let's see, WWE Friday Night SmackDown on the 28th at Smoothie King Center. There were some $20, 20, oh no, this is for Friday, July the 28th. I'm sorry. There's some $20 seats, but they're all in the top of the arena. Um, let's see, to get ringside. And I was, damn it. All right, to get ringside is but they don't have any available that's actually ringside, so let me choose this one here. All right. Section floor G, row five, seat three, four hundred dollars plus yeah, fees. Right. One ticket. That's about right. That's right. That's in my head. I was thinking I'm like that about that brought four hundred dollars. Yeah, that's that's crazy. And that's like let's see. Okay, that is that's not even exactly ringside. That's crazy, man. It's yep. four hundred dollars to, to to sit ringside and, and to see a match. That's crazy. Yep. If it you know what, but if it was like a WrestleMania, four hundred dollars for ringside, I get it. It's WrestleMania, yeah, SummerSlam. But, you, but you're not gonna get four hundred dollars WrestleMania. You know what you're gonna get yeah, in WrestleMania? Oh. <laughs> About fifteen hundred. Yeah. There were they offered I remember <clears throat> the year I think they were in Orlando that year. They offered a package for I think it was like ten thousand dollars. You got you got tickets, ringside tickets to WrestleMania. You got uh, a WrestleMania lanyard with a with a thing, like not an ID, but a thing showing your ringside or whatever. You got to keep the chair that you sat in. It included your hotel. It also included tickets to Monday night, the the Friday night SmackDown before that, and the Monday night Raw after that. Hmm. While I wouldn't well, pay that, you're getting a lot of bang for your buck. That's what I was just about to say. That's shit. That that's. That's pretty damn good. Yeah. yeah. Lord, they put you in a hotel. They got like, you know, they you got like a real complimentary breakfast and all this. And now you're getting free food on top of it. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, man, I, I, I agree. The, the, the average fan, uh, 
is is priced out of doing really anything today as far as sports goes. I'll go yeah. if somebody gives me some tickets or if there's a if there's a, a, a some kind of promotion where you can get good seats for a cheap amount. Let me tell you the yeah. best seats I've ever had at any sporting event were at a Hawks game. Um they played. This was back when uh, the only reason I remember it because I saw him play. But this was back when Ben Wallace was still playing and he was with the Pistons. But they had a throwback night. The Hawks were wearing those lime green throwback uniforms, and the ticket prices were supposed to be what they were for night or nosebleed seats were supposed to be what they cost in like 1976 or whatever, which was like two dollars and fifty cents or whatever. So me, me and my ex-wife are in the, in the, in the line to go to the will call office, which is where I thought we were supposed to go to get the tickets. We were in line for like an hour and then somebody finally heard us talking and finally told us, no, the line you need to be in is over there and pointed to a line that was three times as long as the line we were in and we would have been at the end of it. I told her, let's just go get something to eat and go home. Um, but the dude in front of us that told us that, said that he was picking up four tickets and said that if the other two people that he got tickets for don't show up, he'll sell us the tickets. And I said, well, how much do you want for them? What, you know, he said, well, there's like, you know, nearly courtside tickets. They were like 200, $300 a piece or something like that. He said, I'll give them to you for a hundred dollars a piece. I was like, I, I don't have that money, that kind of money on me right now. So he asked me what I had. I think I had 60 bucks. I told him I had 50. I, he sold me those tickets for 50 bucks total. And me me and my ex-wife sat like five rows from courtside. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it was awesome. It was awesome to be that close to the action. Now, for wrestling, um, for wrestling, I've been... I've been probably about that close with wrestling because you can see me on one of the uh, nitros that are on the uh, on the network in January of '98 at the Georgia Dome. So I've I've had some some good seats, but yeah, man, it's it's the prices are ridiculous now. I think the best seats I've ever had. I went to an Atlanta Falcons preseason game, and my homeboy's mom had season tickets, and she had them. It's in the old Georgia Dome before they demolished it. So she had some tickets right there on at the bottom of the it right in the end zone where the tunnel is. Mm-hmm. And we were like down, we were damn near on the field. Okay. Um, so that that yeah. We were damn near on the field. And then last year, you know, shout out to you, Kurt, for those for the uh, for the tickets when me and my dad went. Because <laughs> that was the second best. But the view was so much better. You know what I'm saying? So I yeah. So those are some of the best tickets I've ever had. Wrestling. The best tickets I ever had was when me and my homeboy went to SmackDown last year before we went to um went to Starcast. That's why I stayed back that Friday. Um went to SmackDown and we were sitting down in the lower bowl, like facing the entrance or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you can see every because we were sitting up high kind of, but we was low enough to be able to see everything and you can see. Every damn thing. That's the first time I ever saw Brock Lesnar in person. That is a big motherfucker. Yes, he Jesus is. Christ. Yes, he that is. That man is huge. And so now I'm like, man, I'm so. I said, I'm, I said, well, I'm good now because I've seen all the greats up close. <laughs> I'm good now. So, you know, man, I, I think I've seen them all. Maybe except Shawn Michaels, I think, but I've seen them all. So, you know, man, but that, as far as my memory goes, I think for a Hawks game, 
I was like somewhere in the middle and I was like on the baseline. Those are some of the best, those are some of the best seats I've ever had. I think like, you sit, I, I, I like to sit up high because I like to be able to see everything. And I was sitting high enough for me to see everything, but close enough to actually like get a feel for the action and everything. So I think I told y'all when we went to Starcast that was my first time seeing Ric Flair in action live. Yeah, me too. Now, it's a shame that I had to wait till you were 74 years old. <laughs> I got to see him live. That's the Ric Flair, man. Yeah, so. Oh, man. But that's all we got for today, folks. Um, getting ready to settle in and watch Money in the Bank. Hopefully, uh, I'll win this uh, this little round of Guess the Winner. But uh, if not, there's always a little. Say what? So I, I, I have one fun fact for today. Today is July 1st, and this is um, Bobby Bonilla Day. Oh! It's what day? 2001. <clears throat> Bobby, Bobby Bonilla, Bonilla Day. Day. Ah, okay. In ah, okay. 2001, the Mets signed him to a contract. It will pay him $1.2 million until he's 72 years old in the end in 2035. Oh, shit. Uh, and he has, he has not been in baseball since 2001. Now, <laughs> check this out, though. I knew they signed him to a ridiculous contract. I did not know it did that. I used to think that Allen Houston's contract with the New York Knicks was ridiculous. That is insane, man. Dude is making a million dollars to do nothing until he's 72. He's sitting every back July, at home right now laughing, smoking a cigar. 2035. Wow. I bet he is sitting at home right now laughing and smoking a cigar. <laughs> I know he because you know what? If I if I, 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 I now if I fuck around and get a contract like that, I would do every single year on that day. If I had one cigar, I'm having it that day. God damn, Bobby Bonilla day. He Shout beat out. the system. Shout out to Bobby Bonilla, man. Uh, I ain't mad at you. Whoever whoever signed that that's the check. Whoever okayed that contract needs to, to, to have their asses card and feathered and never allowed in baseball again. But shout out to right. Bobby Bonilla. Man, so I'm going I'm to piggyback off what Hill Club just said. He said he's having a barbecue with money every year. The 4th of July cookout is at my house. Let's get it. Let's go. It's at my house every single year. Damn it, man. I got the money. I got the money. Y'all ain't got to pay for yeah, that. Yeah, y'all ain't got to pay for shit. Just show up in my house July 1st every year. I got a whole. I got you. All, all you want to drink, pound. all you want to eat, it's on me. All you want is on me. It's catered. <laughs> ain't nobody even got to get on the grill. You ain't on a whole compound. So it's about 10 guest houses over here anyway. Damn it, man. I didn't realize he was still getting paid. Man. And actually, for another thing I want to add, he's getting paid by the Mets and the Baltimore Orioles. Wait, he's so getting he's paid getting by the Orioles too? Yes, he's get, he gets 500000 on this day every year. He's getting paid by the Baltimore Orioles as well. Wow. I didn't yes. know that. I yes, know that. I just found that out this morning. Yes. Damn it, man. He's getting $1.7 every year. Jesus. And then you add that other... Five hundred thousand was that? Is that all together just with the Mets? No, oh, that's one point seven with Baltimore and the Mets. One, okay, the Mets is one point two, and the five hundred is Baltimore. So that's one point seven. I, I was about to say five hundred thousand on top of the, the one point seven. That means he get two million dollars every year. No, no, it's one point two from the Mets. It's one point so two. One point two plus five is one point seven. Okay, all right. Oh Jesus. 
Damn I'm, it, I'm about to say, this man get two million. Man, this man's get two million dollars a year, <laughs> and he ain't doing uh, shit. Well, yeah, one point seven. That's all. That's close. It's close, but he ain't doing oh, shit. Oh shit! And I ain't done shit in in, in twenty two years. That's what I was, that's what I was about to say. He signed the contract in two thousand one, and ain't been in baseball since two thousand. And the crazy and, and the crazy part is. This man probably got other investments and businesses and on top of that money. He invests in that money. You got that? That's what I'm saying. He's investing that money. That's his gas money. He probably got some other shit. That's his main income. Them little country. That's his gas money. That's that money for his grandkids. Yeah. (laughs) Send them on off, you know, send them off to college and when they graduate high school, here you go. You know what I'm saying? Pull out that little envelope. Here you go. Damn it. Hey, that, every July 1st, Bob Benigni Day, shout out to you and your agent, whoever yes, negotiated absolutely. that contract. Absolutely. Absolutely. I hope that he's getting paid. I hope he's still getting paid nicely. Because me, he earned it. Me and Dexter joke all the time about the Knicks are still paying Allen Houston. But literally, the damn Mets and Orioles are still paying Bobby Benigni. And ain't ain't and been in baseball in 22 years. And according to Hill Club, he said he wanted the Pirates to give him the money too, but they told him to get the hell out of here with that bullshit. <laughs> and you ain't finna pay you to sit at home and do nothing. Man. Crazy? Shit, right now, bitch, the Pirates wish they would have gave him that money. <laughs> well, y'all, y'all be over here by noon. I'll have everything hooked up. Damn it, man! Well, uh, again, shout man. out to Bobby Benio. Nah. Congratulations! Nah, everybody get here. Everybody get here tonight before we gonna have breakfast, and then we gonna have a little pregame before. And then we are gonna have a cookout, and then we gonna have fireworks, and then you know y'all can go sleep over, and everybody go home in the morning. That's it. This goes. Yeah. This, this goes out to Bobby Benio. When words are on. <laughs> or in the words of Charlemagne the God, drop one of the clue bombs with Bob, with Bob Benigni. Boom! <laughs> and this goes out to the Mets and the Orioles. Wait, wrong one. <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, yeah, let's just, uh, yeah, that didn't work. Anyway, I'm gonna That's stop. Wrong. I'm gonna stop now before I ruin the entire show. <laughs> All right, y'all. Um, Kurt, do you have anything to add before we get up out of here? Everybody have a good weekend and a good Fourth of July holiday. All right, Brandon, what about you, man? Yeah, everybody have a good week. Enjoy your Fourth of July. Enjoy um, money in the bank, and we will see y'all next week. All right, if you safe out there. Don't do nothing. Look, don't. Don't do what one of my old managers did. I'm not gonna say his name. Don't do what one of my old managers did. And, and, and get and get and get to a point, you know, get get so inebriated where you go do something dumb, like put fireworks on the grill and forget they own there and they open up the grill and they blow up in your face. Don't do that damn shit. That's a lot. Never forget for as long as I live. Right. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but shout out to you, sir. He healed up nicely, but it was oh my god. Was, yes. So this day, everybody be safe out there, man. Y'all, y'all be cool. Y'all. <laughs> All right, everybody. Y'all be safe out there. Y'all be safe out there, man, and, and just you know be 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 smart with them fireworks. Yeah, yeah. Be careful. Take care. We'll talk to y'all next week. All right, y'all. Peace. <laughs>